Welcome to Matt D'Elia is Confused. This is Matt D'Elia, a.k.a. M. Diesel, and today is a special day. We are having yet another, this makes it two in a row, Sunday service episodes, and today, a Sunday service couldn't be more appropriate, because it, if you're Christian, you know what's up, and even if you're not Christian, you probably still know what's up, because nobody shuts the fuck up about what today is. Holy Week was this week, and Holy Week, of course, ends in Easter Sunday. I can never get that fucking lyrics right. I know what they are, but I don't know how the choir says them, and I haven't known how the choir says them since I was a fucking kid. I remember when I was little, I learned the lyrics, and I always remembered them because when the choir sings it, I can't delineate when one part of one word starts and one part of one word stops. But the lyrics there are, obviously they say hallelujah 70 times. They say hallelujah so many times. I'm convinced that whenever they first transcribed the song, the person singing it for the for the other person who was transcribing it straight up forgot the words. So they just keep saying hallelujah until they get to a lyric that they remember. But the person transcribing it's never heard the song. So, you know he or she is just writing hallelujah 700 times until it gets to the part where there's another lyric, which I think these are the only words until at least like the end of the song. It's hallelujah 700 times. And then it's for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth, which is such a fucking assholey way to say God is everywhere. For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Like, how the fuck do you fit all that in there? I still don't get it. Just one of the fucking gajillion things that I never understood. Being raised Catholic. I'm just Christian in general, but specifically Catholic. Being a Christian is fucking strange, but then being a Catholic is like you're you're being strange... And also the guy you're looking at is wearing a crazy robe and a big hat. It's just like so much pomp in Catholicism. So much fucking style. The decadence of like, I mean, I feel like the shit that Protestants during the Protestant Reformation, the shit that they were all fed up with might be gone in like the way the Roman Catholic Church acts. But the way that they fucking dress and present themselves, all that shit stayed. The the fucking shit like Monsignors wear. Also, what is a Monsignor? What is a Cardinal? What is any of the shit? There's too many things, too many robes, too many hats. It's insane. Then you look at the Pope... And the Pope is fucking blinging so hard. Flossing. The Pope is always, he's got his little car. He's got his crazy ass big hat. He's got his fucking ring. And you kiss it? Hey, higher ups at the Catholic Church, relax. Focus a little less on style and a little more on all the people among your ranks that molest kids. Hallelujah, 
For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Doesn't fit. Can't do it. Change the fucking lyrics. Um, see, that's still in the realm of God music I like. Church music, gospel music, it's all pretty much good. Recently, and when I say recently, I mean like the last maybe 20, 30 years. I don't know. I'm not a Christian music historian. But I, I do know that with the advent of like rock and roll came this other kind of Christian music. And I'm, and I'm not talking about Christian rock, which also sucks, but that's separate. There's this other kind of like twangy, it's kind of got like a southern thing. It's like singer-songwriter-ish Christian shit, which is the absolute worst music there is. Now, again, I like church music. I like gospel music. But this kind of music is the worst fucking music. And I was, I was looking over just trying to find Easter music. Uh... And I stumbled across some of, obviously, this kind of music that I'm talking about. And it's so bad. And there was one song in particular I was listening to. I was thinking, imagine listening to this. Not in the way I'm listening to it, which is like, holy shit. Okay. Not in the K way, but in like a, you're driving around. You're just driving around listening to this. Just imagine it. Also the lyrics. Ah! Okay, so I mean, all that song's talking about is the story of Easter, the thing we celebrate. Uh, however, that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. But yeah, p- picturing someone just like at the drive-through at McDonald's listening to that, you know, or like pulling up into work. Picking up your friend and just turning it down a little bit when they get in the car so it's not so loud. What the fuck? Christians are wacky. I mean, all religious people are wacky. But, and I've said this before, the reason uh, Christianity is the recipient of my... uh, I was going to say ire, but it's not like I'm mad at Christians. I'm perplexed by Christians, and I always have been. This is a life long confusion uh and that's because i was raised catholic and so christianity in general is what i know much much more about i'm counting on all of you other people who were raised in other religions to shit all over the religion you were raised inside of that's not my area of expertise. I can't go I can't go there. I don't know it. I don't know it from the inside out like I know Christianity. So basically Jesus was crucified. Jesus was Jewish and he was crucified by other Jews for There's a lot of debate about this, obviously. I mean, there's even debate about whether Jesus was a real person or not. 
So, but I, I believe Jesus was a real person. I had a guest on my show named Bart Ehrman. He is someone I've long greatly admired. I was so lucky to have him on the show. The episode, I believe, is called Heaven and Hell. Um, and um, I was lucky to have him and pick his brain, which I've wanted to do for many years. But one of the things he's an expert in, uh, he, he, he's a formerly evangelical, a former evangelical Christian who is a, uh, an expert scholar in religious studies, particularly Christianity. Uh, however, he is a former evangelical Christian, meaning he doesn't believe the shit, but he still studies it, which is important because most people that study that shit study it and are interested in it because they believe it. They're out to prove they have they have skin in the game, so to speak. They're out to prove that their beliefs are right. And even if they're not out to prove it, that's their bias would lean them towards that. Bart's not like that. His whole thing is looking at it with an objective eye, but he has such a deep, rich knowledge. He believes Jesus was a real person. And he uses the Bible and other original texts to sort of triangulate possibly verifiable things about Jesus. And there ain't fucking much. There ain't much. <clears throat> but if he was real, and I think we can all agree that he was, uh, it's very likely that he actually was killed the way that, that we all understand him to have been killed. And he uh, rose from the dead. And it's one of the, one of the central tenets of Christianity. The resurrection of Christ sort of cementing the fact that he is the son of God and died for our sins. Now, I talk a lot about the logic of the Christian mind, especially the devout mind. I also talk about how being devout kind of makes more logical sense to me, because if you're going to buy in, it makes much more sense to buy in all the way. It doesn't make sense to be like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Christian, but I don't believe all this stuff. No, it's not how it works. You don't go to the car dealership and get half a car. It's either the whole car or no car. You can't just be partly a Christian. I mean, obviously, do whatever you want, think whatever you think. But I'm just saying, to consider yourself really a Christian, you have to believe the things that Christians believe. You can't just change it and still consider and still be considered a Christian. If you don't believe the things in it, then, hey, guess what? You're not Christian. So in a way, the buy-in is the whole thing. If you accept the basic tenets of Christianity, you got to take it all. And that makes more sense to me. And I talk about the holes in logic of Christianity in general quite often. But now I'm going to talk about the, the, the Easter hole. The Easter logic hole. The whole thing that is, is it's premised upon. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. I think that non-believers look at that story and think, nobody comes back from the dead. That's bullshit. There's no such thing as a resurrection. When you die, you die. The body starts to decompose immediately. Da, 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 da. And there are many... I mean, all that's obviously true. But I don't think that that's the way in to fucking smear and shit all over the logic of uh, Easter. I think the way in is at what point are we supposed to accept this bait and switch of he died for all of us? And because he died for all of us, because God sacrificed his only son, that means all of us, if we so choose, if we believe, 
our sins are forgiven. Our sins are washed away. The, the idea of that, it's actually forever stuck in metaphor land. The resurrection, if let's say you believe it happened in the physical world, a dead person, a living person becomes dead. And then that dead person becomes living again. And that's manifest in reality. That's not an idea anymore. If you believe Jesus was actually resurrected, which by the way, I love hearing fucking people like Jordan Peterson try to get pinned down about this. Once I forget who it was, but someone was, I think it was Sam Harris. I think he was like, uh, so do you believe in the resurrection? Just pinning him down, pinning his slippery ass down. And Jordan's just like, um, you know, uh, so, you know, uh, I mean, it's possible that, um, you know, and you're just like, what the fuck, dude? All of your shit is out the window. Everything you ever said. You think it's possible someone was fucking resurrected? Every you th- everything you think is now fucking suspect. Uh, so, you know, I mean, so, yeah, so... Okay, so it's not that it's not possible, you know, just like, well, yeah, it fucking is, okay? Um, <clears throat> but the thing of he died for our sins is so obviously fucking made up. It's an idea that doesn't even become manifest at any point in the story. It's just such a convenient add-on to the myth of it. And, oh, oh! by the way, and he died for all of our sins, so we in perpetuity must love him and worship him as God's son. What even is, what even does that mean? That's just pure metaphor, pure abstraction. And so many people just fucking believe it. Okay, yeah, so, you know, even people who purport to be geniuses like Jordan fucking Peterson. Do you think Jesus Christ was resurrected from the dead? Okay, yeah, so, you know, uh, okay, so, um, here's the thing, Sam. Okay, so, so, yeah, so, that's all really basically... 80% 80% of hearing Jordan Peterson talk is just this. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so, um, okay, so. And then the rest of it is just like, I won't say that. I won't say that. You can't make me say that. Have you ever read the Gulag Archipelago? Okay, so, so, yeah, so, okay, so. Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Okay, so yeah, so okay, so. That he ever, ever became big and whatever. If you love him, you love him. Uh, Fine. You know, I don't give a fuck. But that he ever became such a big fucking thing with that voice is crazy. That's a thing to overcome. That's not in aid of his of of all of the things he does. That is a an impediment. Okay, so yeah, so okay, so I mean the obvious joke, I'm not even, I'm not even gonna make it. I guess I will make it. He's fucking Kermit the Frog. Okay, so yeah, so Okay, so yeah, so why are there so many uh Songs about rainbows. So yeah, so okay, so uh what's on the other side? You know, so yeah, so okay. Okay, so just saying okay so so much. Um uh, but yeah, that's the thing where I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Everybody gets hung up on the resurrection thing, the literal possibility or impossibility of it. And that's like the hinging point. What about the bullshit thing, the totally obviously made up thing that someone died for all of us? 
fucking so convenient. But, you know, that's what fucking... That's what we're told. That thanks to Jesus, our sins are gone. So I just tell you why Because my sins are gone When I think the stupidest attacks me every day I say my sins are gone They're underneath the blood on the earth of There was blood again Underneath the blood on the cross of cavalry Fucking violent Good enough for me, praise God, my sins are gone. Twas at the all-time altar, then I gave in my heart, and now my sins are gone. Cause I'll take the possession, but devil will depart, and now my sins are gone. They're underneath the blood of the cross of cavalry. So fucking basic. Satan got me into trouble, but Jesus got me out. Oh! And we put up a set good enough for me. Praise God. My sins are gone. You know your sins are gone. Okay. Uh, the cross of cavalry. Good enough for me. Praise God. My sins are gone. We're underneath the cross. Underneath the blood on the cross of cavalry. Stop being so happy about the blood part. We're underneath the blood on the cross of cavalry and we are really disturbing and the lyrics are very violent but we still smile because we're fucking Christian. <laughs> Fuck. <clears throat> What's that song that goes just over and over again, He is risen. Is this it? Fucking ceremonious. The pageantry of this shit. I mean, this is sick. The organ? I love it. Anything with an organ is good.
All right, whatever. He's fucking risen. It's he is risen, by the way. Not he has risen, which is... I don't know how I feel about that. I guess he is risen is more what Christians want. The immediacy of it. The uh, the present tense of it is more exhilarating, perhaps. More exciting to believe. But, you know. What do I know? Wow. Fucking Easter. I mean, last, I think last Easter I talked about <clears throat> that one time uh, I was visiting my girlfriend's family over Easter. And I was like, their fam her family was religious. And I was, I was way more anti-religion at this time in my life. Now, if someone I really cared about was like, will you come to church to me? I'm like, all right, who fucking cares. But back then I was like, fucking no. You know? Um, so I just preempted all of it. It didn't even get to the day. And I was like, look, I know your fucking dad is going to need to go to church. And I know all you guys are going to go too, but I'm not going. And she was like, okay, okay. And she didn't really push back. And then the morning, Sunday morning, I wake up because we're not allowed to fucking uh, sleep in the same bedroom, bed, bed, but also bedroom. Because again, Christians, fucking weird. We're adults, you know? Let us sleep in the same fucking room. Uh, but that's that's a whole other thing. So I wake up and my girlfriend at the time is like, please, please. And I was like, fucking, I knew it. I knew you were going to try to get me to go. She was like, you have to come. Come on. It would mean so much to my dad. And I was like, but also your dad thinks Jesus Christ was resurrected and before that, that he died for his sins. I don't give a fuck what your dad thinks. He's helpless in the mind. But it was important to her and I got fucking guilted into it. I didn't have my coffee yet, you know. I was, I was fucking um, bombarded. I was attacked, basically. I was mentally, emotionally, and yes, spiritually attacked before my mind was uh, fully activated. So I got fucking suckered into being like, okay, okay. And so I went, and I was like, oh, for f the whole way. And we'll get there, and I'm sitting there. Everybody's all happy about the fucking blood underneath the cross of cavalry or whatever. And I'm just like, give me the fuck out of here. And then, and then this wasn't a Catholic thing, but, uh, the, um, what was it? Presbyterian. Maybe I actually don't know. Uh, Lutheran, the fuck cares. And the guy, uh, it's not even a priest. It, it, I guess it was a pastor brought all the kids up to the front. I fucking I feel like I've told this story before but whatever, I'll keep it short. It's important. Um <clears throat> all the kids like under a certain age, under 10, let's say, which was a lot, and he brought them all up to the front uh, facing him like in front of the front first pew. Pew pew pew. In front of the first pew pew pew. And uh okay, so yeah, so um Definitely going to be doing that all day. Okay, so, yeah, so, okay, so. Um, 
and there and he starts to quiz the kids about Easter shit. But about not like who delivers the Easter eggs. It wasn't like that kind of fun shit. It was like how many days after Jesus Christ was nailed into the brutally nailed into the wooden cross and blood spurting out of his wrists and ankles? How many days after that happened, after he died for our sins, how many days after that did he climb out of his grave cave and remind everyone that he was indeed the son of God? You know, and the kids would raise their hand and some fucking shitty little kid would be like, 40 days and 40 nights. Or whatever. I don't remember what the fucking shit was. And every time a kid would get something right, the fucking pastor would like point to someone off to the side. And that person would bring a fucking chocolate thing, chocolate Easter thing, that kids actually give a fuck about to the person that correct that answered answered correctly. And then this one fucking kid, of course it was the youngest one, so it was the saddest possible thing, raises uh, his hand. He's like five. And gets the answer to the question wrong. And they don't give him a fucking piece of chocolate. Fuck you guys. You made the kid come here. You made the kid get up in front of all you motherfuckers. You gave the other kids chocolate. The kid raised his hand, was participating, trying to fucking get it right. Trying to play your fucking asshole game. And you deprive him of fucking chocolate. That was the most mad I've ever been at Christians in my life. Now, again, it's, it doesn't make me mad now. I'm just like, huh. What uh, the fuck are you all doing? You know? Um, but I used to get mad, and I was fucking mad. And I was mad at her dad. Because I was like, you motherfucker made me see that. Uh, but it was also, also, it was like a perfect... encapsulation of especially at the time what I thought was so wrong it's like this fucked up bait and switch indoctrination answer right to get the chocolate the kids don't give a fuck about getting it right they care about the chocolate but you do that enough times they're gonna just fucking believe the bullshit oh yeah 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 uh, yeah he died for our sins give me the Cadbury egg yeah, whatever. He fucking rose out of the cave and people saw him and shit. Give me the chocolate bunny now. Um, I mean, the whole chocolate bunny thing. I think people... That actually... I mean, it doesn't make sense on its face. <clears throat> but the symbolism of the egg thing does make sense the rebirth thing as like a metaphor to convey it to children that can't quite understand it yet but that is also insidious just because it makes sense as like a tool to indoctrinate doesn't mean it's fucking better but yeah all that easter the bunny and the eggs and shit and the chocolate that's all like a mishmash of weird pagan shit that Christians, when they first started actually celebrating Easter, couldn't get out of uh, the, the, the public and the masses who are still celebrating their weird little vocal pagan things. And Christians couldn't sway a lot of the people unless they kind of gave in to some of the pagan rituals. So to sort of accommodate in as much as they could to spread Christianity, they were all just like, all right, well, this whole fucking died for our sins thing and rose from the dead, it ain't cutting it. It ain't fucking cutting it. 
So in like the second century AD, some wise motherfucker was like, why don't we just like let them fucking let wine course through their veins and feed them chocolate and, and tell them that it's all part of the, the, our thing. And it worked. And now we have Cadbury eggs. Um, <clears throat> all right, I'm going to take a break. going to come back. going to get into some crazy Christians uh, over the last week. Because again, it is Sunday service. And that's how we fucking do it on Sunday service. I'll talk to you in exactly one minute. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Matt D'Elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And I'm back, and it's still Easter. Times come, I travel. Down this lonely road My hands are so heavy Each sin I sank low And I heard about Jesus Oh, what a wonderful hour I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out His holding power Thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. Washed in the blood of Jesus, I've been born again. Hallelujah, I'm saved, saved, saved from the cold of I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out of His way the way. There's one part I'm gonna wait for. It sounds like he comes in his pants. This singer right here, he goes, Ugh. Oh, came so hard. He comes again, actually. Hang on. Came free, free, free from this world of sin. Washed in the blood of Jesus, I've been born again. Hallelujah, I'm saved, saved, saved by wonderful grace. I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out and show me the way. Okay, that's just repetitive now. Thank God I am free. Thank you, Jesus. I'm free. Without Jesus, I wouldn't be free. Don't even get me started on the whole fucking free will thing. Yes, God is in charge, but we can do whatever we want. Ah, convenient. To celebrate, let's... Uh, this, because it's the week that it is, I mean, I would probably do this anyway because it's Sunday service, but because it's the week that it is, I have to go through and see some of the crazy shit. Uh, these Christians with a microphone have been up to. This last week is Holy Week. Good Friday was on Friday. Today's Easter. The whole week is like Thursdays, some other thing. Just making up shit, you know, but every day is like something. <laughs> Let's see. Ah, ah, here we go. 
Robin Bullock. This is becoming my guy, my main go-to guy to fucking be confused about. Robin Bullock is the Billy Ray Cyrus um, knockoff-looking dude. Um, again, which is a shame because Billy Ray Cyrus is already an unfortunate way to look. When you are knocking off that look, it's even more unfortunate. Um, but he was at it again this week. And I got to say, he is, of all of them, the, the uh, mental gymnastics that must be done to come up with the shit that he comes up with. Granted, he would tell you God told him, so it's not even his own mind. Hey, let me, hey, hey, everybody who thinks God is talking to you, that is your brain doing that. You know how you, you go to bed and you dream and all the things in the dream are out of your control and they're just flying at you and weird shit happens and none of it follows any logic? That's the same thing as when you think God is talking to you. It's just something that happened inside your brain. This idea that it came from without is fucking superfluous. We don't even, I don't even know where that comes from. Why would we expect it to come from without? It's all happening in your brain and we know brains do crazy shit. If you think God's talking to you, get help. Granted, I understand this is a more lucrative uh, path. If you can convince other Christians that God is actually speaking to and through you, you'll be better off financially and probably just have a better life in general than if you were, say, in a mental institution. So I get it. But hey, other people around the person who thinks God is talking to and through them, help them. Help them know that that's not what's happening. That all of the voices that they hear, God or otherwise, is happening from inside their own brain. Because of obviously, because it could never be anything else, because it is the most obvious thing. How about this? If I sat here and I was like, you guys, Nat King Cole is speaking to me from the great beyond. And he has a message. And I said some shit like he thinks we don't listen to his music enough anymore. And you, you guys all got to get with the program or else Nat King Cole from the Great Beyond is going to be pissed. All of you would absolutely and rightfully think I was fucking out of my shit. And yet there's hundreds, thousands of motherfuckers going around the world now in 2021. Nobody's even batting an eye at this shit where they think God's talking through them. So if it's God, you're not crazy. But if it's not King Cole, you're crazy. If it's fucking Babe Ruth, you're crazy. But if it's God who doesn't even exist, you're less crazy? Fuck! K. Honestly, here's the deal. The difference between Babe Ruth is talking to me and God is talking to me. At least Babe Ruth existed. That's still batshit crazy demented, but at least Babe Ruth was a guy. At least Nat King Cole was a guy. A real person. So in a way, it's significantly less insane to think fucking, uh, uh, you know, Mother Teresa is speaking to you and through you. Or Babe Ruth. Then it is a made-up thing. Okay, anyway, here's Robin Bullock, who believes God speaks through him all the time. Fucking knock off Billy Ray Cyrus. And here's what he had to say. Uh, I'm not even going to preface it. It's pretty clear. I don't even want to say the things he says. So here we go. As far as homosexuality, this is what I heard. 
Okay, uh, I doubt, I doubt this claim he's about to make isn't going to be true. Uh, about homosexuality, this is what I heard. And by the way, he means through God. I'm just going to go out on a limb and guess. Uh, on the topic of homosexuality, this is what I heard. Hey, whatever you heard, I'm going to guess you got it on bad authority. And it's fucking wrong. But here we go. As far as homosexuality, this is what I heard. And I'm going to tell you something, and I want everybody to take heed. This is what I've heard from the Lord. Homosexuality is a cover-up for an evangelist. People that are in that lifestyle are really called evangelists by the Lord. And this is a spirit that attacks that. To stop it. So instead of just praying a a lot of things right here, what I'm led to do is to call forth the gift of evangelism that God has placed on their lives to come forth and it will drive that other out. That other. So right now I call for the gift of evangelism, that call from God that you, those that are bound up in homosexuality, that the evangelist anointing will come upon their lives because that's what they are. And we say to the evangelist inside the homosexual, come forth, come out of that tomb and come forth in Jesus name. First of all, that one's video. And there's a guy behind him with his hands raised and a big fat belly overhanging in an orange shirt tucked into khakis, wearing a fucking Titleist hat. Like he just went golfing. That's just a side side piece, though. Uh, what he's saying, I was going to say is basically, but it's not basically, it's exactly this. If you identify, if you're gay, if you're homosexual, What Robin Bullock is putting forth here is this. You are actually an evangelist. And the reason you think you're gay is because Satan got in there and threw somebody a fucking curveball, put a hex on you, and is now, instead of you being an evangelist, now you're gay. That's literally what Robin Bullock is saying. Is there anything fucking ruder than that? Is there anything ruder than that? So ostensibly, this is how it would go down if Robin met a gay person. The gay person would say, I'm gay. And Robin would say, no, you're not. And the gay person would say, yeah, I am. And Robin would say, no, actually, you're not. And the gay person, if the gay person had any patience and gave enough of a fuck about this crazy person, instead of just walking away and ignoring it because you should, but let's say this person was curious. They said, what do you mean, Robin? I know I'm gay. I'm me. I'm the only one who's me. And so I know better than you if I'm gay or not. And Robin would say, based on what he just said, he would tell this gay person, you're actually an evangelist. The reason you feel gay is because Satan is making you feel like you're gay, trying to distract you from your real purpose, which is evangelizing for Christ. So you're not actually gay. You're actually an evangelical Christian who isn't gay. But you've been seized upon by Satan, by, as Robin might say, the other. Hey, Robin Bullock. You are a supreme fucking asshole 
Anybody, anybody who's just going to tell somebody else what they are for any reason, anybody who's going to sit there and say, no, you're not that you're actually this, this is what's going on. Trust me. I know, even though you're you and I'm me as in, I'm not you. And the only one that is you is you. Despite all that, I'm going to tell you what is really going on in you. Fucking nah. Hey, Robin. Some people are gay. Has nothing to do with Satan or God because those two things aren't real. Fucking. Asshole. I should get Robin on the fucking show. I've played enough sound bites from Robin Bullock. I should have him on the show. He would absolutely come on the show. Let's get him on the show. Okay. Going to get Robin Bullock on the show. Going to call him Billy Ray Cyrus, and we'll see how that goes down. <sighs> oh, this is not really Sunday service ish, but it is very Matt Delia is confused ish. So in the last 10 minutes, I'm going to deviate a tiny bit from Sunday service, though it is Sunday service adjacent. It's QAnon shit and QAnon is Christianity adjacent. So it's close. We'll count it. Uh, there's a new documentary. Uh, now I think, I don't know if all the episodes have aired, but they're airing one a week. Uh, I think there's going to be six parts ultimately in total. And I was, I'm skeptical now. Uh, there's just like a, such a barrage of stuff about QAnon because now I think it's in the, especially after January 6th, it's in the full view of the entire world. Whereas, I mean, I remember when I first had Travis view, uh, the, one of the hosts of QAnon Anonymous on, he was my third, he was a guest on my third episode ever. And when I did that interview and we posted the episode, a lot of you didn't know what QAnon was. This was like in the early days of all that shit. But now there's actually significance to it. People think there might be up to 30 million people who subscribe to this shit. And obviously played a big role in the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. So now people are like, what the fuck? It's actually completely in out in public. All this shit and all its dementedness. Trump was asked about it during one of the presidential debates. People know about it. If, now if you don't know about QAnon, you're living under a fucking rock. But there's a new documentary about it, and I was I was uh, skeptical because I thought there's so much of this shit now. Also, this is something I already care about a lot. I was skeptical that there would be any new information about it because a lot of times when you watch a Q thing, it's like eighty percent telling you what it is, and it's all at the beginning. So you're kind of just like, I, I know, I know. Um. But this actually is great. I only saw one episode so far. It's very good. Uh, well, the reasons that it's good are this. And there's another negative thing I want to get into after this. But it's, it is good. And the people that they talk to and the way that they talk to them, people who believe in QAnon, it's very fucking interesting. There are new takes, new ways of looking at these people, and new sort of glimpses into the mind of a QAnon believer, which I'm thankful for. I think is very cool and it's good and I can't wait to watch the rest. But, and I think this is a, Morgan Spurlock made that documentary supersize me and spurred, Spurlocked, <laughs> uh, so dumb, an entire sort of like kind of documentary. Not that this wasn't a thing before, but Super Size Me was such a big hit and a big deal that it, that it pop, repopularized a kind of documentary filmmaking, which is putting the actual filmmaker at the center of the documentary. 
And in supersize me, it actually does make sense because he's subjecting himself. He's the subject. It's about what McDonald's food does to you, but through the lens of one person doing it to himself, right? So in that context, you can't separate the filmmaker from the filmmaking, from the film itself. However, what it has become, the form, the documentary form of including yourself as the filmmaker in the film itself is annoying and played out, especially when it's like this. So I set out to discover what's really going on with all these people or whatever the fuck. So after da-da-da-da, I decided to shut the fuck up. Just do that with the movie. Do the thing you're going to do through the movie. That would be like if in a, in a fucking narrative scripted movie, if every actor came on the screen for the first time and was like, I'll be playing the role of Billy. And the reason I was interested in the, this role is because fucking... I, I experienced a home invasion too. And, and, and this character is about to experience a home invasion. So therefore, I really wanted to play this. Well, that's, who fucking cares? We know you're interested in the subject. You're making a documentary about it. That is so difficult and time-consuming. We understand that you're interested. Just make the movie. It's so self-aggrandizing. I, I was very interested by this. So now me, the interested party who was so interested and interesting enough to make a fucking movie about, we're going to follow me around while I try to uncover this shit. Just do it. Just go. Just go and, and, and record it on fucking camera. Get you the fuck out, though. You don't need to be in it. Documentaries are movies about real fucking things. We know we know that the subject was interesting to you. That's why there is this documentary. Not into that. Not into that. Not saying nobody should ever do it, but it's fucking played out. Let's put it this way. If you don't need to do that, then don't do it. If it's some fucking supersize me shit and you're Morgan Spurlock, fine, do it. But if there's actually no reason for you to be front and center in your own documentary, don't do it. <sighs> oh, fuck. I saw... Uh, there's this... I, I don't think I've played her before. There's this really crazy um, QAnon person online she's been on that woman deanna lauren lorraine's show that i play every once in a while her name is kirsten weldon and the whole okay a lot of QAnon believers and QAnon adjacent people have been banging this one drum for so long and it's that joe biden is china's puppet okay which was always horseshit. And now that he's president, you can really see how horseshit it is. Because the very first powwow between Anthony Blinken and I don't know who his Chinese counterpart is, went so fucking badly. They were like talking shit about each other and going public. It was spilling out in public. And it was just like so much animosity, so much antagonization. Xi Jinping hates Joe Biden, and Joe Biden openly talks about hating Xi Jinping. Am I saying his name right? Um, and yet, all these motherfuckers are still like, Joe Biden's working for fucking China. He's a commie. He's a commie. Still. But here's something that you probably haven't heard from Kirsten. 
It's Kirsten, but with a, it's with a C. Maybe that's not how you say her name, but then how would you say it? Sirsten? Are you serious with that name? Okay, so this is specifically about the storms in Texas that we had earlier uh, in the year. The terrible storms that Texas saw that fucked up the whole state for a long time. So they had that freeze out, and um, they did it with the weather warfare. That would be, you know, the bunker fuel in the ocean and the, and the pulling down the polar vortex, right? Right. The chemtrail. So they pulled it down, and they hit all of Texas. As you know, it had a huge freeze. So, yeah, that's what happened. And they usually do it from the Arcebo Observatory when they do their hurricanes and stuff to pull the hurricane stuff through that um, Arcebo Observatory in Puerto Rico. But this time, the Arcebo Observatory was down. So they did it through uh, the Ecuadorian Harp Facility. It was traced to there. If you watch my videos, you would see the video. It traced all the way back to the um, Ecuadorian Harp Facility. And that was China testing out their new, you know, new weapons, weather weapons. And... Um, of course, Biden was paid billions of dollars before and got more money for letting them do that to the United States. Uh, okay. I mean, the point of playing all of that actually was not, I'm not going to parse any, I don't even know what she's saying. Do I know it's wildly inaccurate and based on absolutely nothing and completely and entirely batshit crazy? Yes, I do know that 100%. But the absolute certainty of someone this far down the rabbit hole, who, if you watch her talk, doesn't look particularly crazy, but it's saying things that are this fucking crazy, that the storm that hit Texas was actually China testing out their weapons. And yes, Joe Biden got paid handsomely to ignore it or to let the Chinese attack Texas with weather weapons. From Ecuador. Okay. The fucking certainty and the matter of factness that people that the that, that people that are so steeped in this wild, crazy, insane shit is it's the nuttiest part to me. There's like, yeah, so yeah, so it was actually a Chinese weapon in that whole storm. It was actually a freeze out and China's testing their new weapons. And the thing is, it usually goes through this other thing in Hawaii. But actually, this time it went through this other thing in Ecuador. And yeah, Joe Biden knew about it. He got paid billions of dollars, as he always does. Fucking saying it like that is even fucking crazier. The person she's talking to is just as fucking crazy, if not crazier. And I'm going to actually play a clip from her, too. Uh, this woman's name is... Fran her, her guest's name is Francine Fostick. Didn't make that up. That's really her name, Francine Fostick. Um, and it's about... Oh, what a surprise. It's about the COVID vaccine. There we go. And about how there's no way. Oh, here. There's, she's talking about basically there's no way Trump actually took it because he's not that stupid. Melania took the President Trump said that him and Melania took the vaccine. I, I can't stress enough that he did not and she did not. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I have a, a close contact. Um, he did not, guys. Okay. I have a close contact with him. Why do they all say this? My friend who knows said this. What? No. Also, he is saying he got vaccinated. You're deciding that he's actually lying? Nothing anyone says matters to these people. Nothing. He's talking about something else. Uh, um, I mean, it, it, he's been talking about HCP. He took a placebo. <laughs> right. right. Wow. Come on, guys. And Okay, placebo. And every single person that faked that they got it uh, and the government was a placebo. Too. They never got the shot 
uh, you know, the jab with, uh, you know, mRNA. Come on, they're not that stupid. They're not that stupid. Now you're right, you're right, Francine Fosdick. It's you who's that stupid. And also, stupid doesn't end in a T. Do you know what I mean? And if you do know what I mean, or if you don't, Time to wrap up today's Sunday service. It was a good one. Easter only happens once a year. And this, I hope, is a good one for everyone. Potent reigneth. I got it! Fuck yeah! Hallelujah, motherfucker. I got the lyric right. Um Fuck yeah Hallelujah about that motherfucker Yes Yes it's gonna be a fucking good Easter Yes Uh Hallelujah He is risen My sins are gone Thank God I am free Um everybody even if you're pretending to be Christian today, have a great day. Even if you're not pretending, even if you really are Christian and really believe this shit, who cares what I say? You believe it, good for you. I'm not trying to convince anybody. Fucking who cares? Have a great day. Uh, I love you all. Everybody be nice to everybody because it's easier to be nice to everybody than anything else. Uh, okay, yeah, have a great holy day. I hope you had a great holy week. And I will talk to you this next week. Okay.